I hope everyone enjoyed their first taste of the college football season as much as I did because USC opens their season in just five more days. Are there any more concerns or changes that need to be made? That's what's coming up next on Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone, and I'm your host, Mark Holcomb. Thanks for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, we're always free, and we're glad you're here watching. Thanks for coming along for the ride. If you are watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Let me know how much you're enjoying the show. We got some feedback. If you don't like the show, tell me what you want to hear or what you'd like to see differently without you. I'm just wasting my time. So I don't know about any of you, but I was kind of like a pig and slop this past Saturday. If you're watching on Monday, um, college football started week zero. And with USC kicking off their game against Rice uh, in five days, uh, it just gave us kind of a, a little appetizer, so to speak, before a uh, before everything really kicks into gear. Some really big games coming up this weekend. Uh, most notably, you, you've got uh, Notre Dame and Ohio State playing one another. Uh, that's just one of many games. Um, my day started off. I'm at home. I don't have any tailgates to go to yet, so that'll be a, that'll, that's coming up. So my day started off with a nice cup of coffee, bagel, and a big old bowl of the... Uh, ESPN game day with their usual suspects floating around inside. Um, I, I have to say that I, I think it's time to make a couple of changes. And I, this is, this is actually kind of a, a difficult conversation, but I think it's necessary. Um, we all get to a point in our lives where, where, where we change. I, I guess that's the best way of putting it as delicately as possible. Uh, we slow down as we get older, um, physically as well as uh, cognitively. Um, I'd like to make a couple of changes to game day. Uh, less Desmond Howard and Lee Corso is going to be better for the show and for different, very different reasons. Uh, Desmond, <laughs> uh, because he goes out of his way, in, in my opinion, to throw shade at USC, you know, it's, it's, basically based on envy and jealousy from having to watch his Michigan Wolverines get beat by USC uh, every time they play in the Rose Bowl. Um, and he knows that more uh, losses are ahead in the future with uh, the Trojans joining the big conference uh, in 2024 or sooner. Uh, by 2024, that's what we're going with. Um, but with Lee Corso... Um, his role has been reduced over the last handful of years, ever since he had that stroke. And it's great that he has been able to recover and be a part of the show. Um, however, it's hard to watch someone uh, you respect um, being used. And I, I, I'm going to use, I'm going to use these, these terms very loosely, but that's what it comes across as, as a TV prop, 
as a way to kind of keep the eyeballs watching. But for, in my opinion, for the wrong reasons. Um, I'm going to do something a little unorthodox here. I'm going to read to you uh, my Sunday takeaway just on this topic. Uh, I wrote about this on wersc.com. Uh, this was part of my, what we call my Sunday takeaway. It's just, a, it's one of my opinion pieces. There comes a point in all of our lives where a rocking chair and a smile says a lot more than words. And in Lee Corso's case, it's time for the rocking chair. And I mean that with all sincere respect. When I began the start of my 2022 college football season by watching bits and pieces of ESPN's game day, I was reclining, reclining comfortably in my chair with a bagel and a cup of coffee. Then I became uncomfortable. And it's easy to turn down the TV uh, when Desmond Howard is going out of his way to be annoying, which he's been known to occasionally do. Uh, however, for me, it's different uh, with Lee Corso. Um, it would be disrespectful uh, to mute the sound or to change the channel. He's a living legend, um, but he's also struggling, and it's hard to watch it. Uh, at least, and I know I'm not the only one who holds this opinion, but I might be one of the few who has a platform to express the opinion. Um, the former head coach, he means as much to our Saturday mornings uh, as watching Wazoo, the uh, Wazoo Old Crimson Flag making its cameo appearance on game day. I mean, he is a part of that fabric, that quilt that Desmond Howard so eloquently brought up and mentioned um, during one of the segments, the Biza quilt. Check it out. Um, but Lee is the main reason why we watch 90 minutes of team breakdowns. Uh, Bayer talking about the odds of who's going to win which game. And one of my favorite segments is always, always those inspirational stories um, that they talk about. That's how we learn about the... Uh, the fans waving to the Children's Hospital in Iowa at Kinnick Stadium. It's those types of stories that I tune into for game day. So um, it's difficult when I see inspirational stories about young people or older people who struggle and then to watch somebody struggle with some of the things that they try and inspire us with. It's just a, it's a strange juxtaposition. So, um, you know, Corso, he's the main reason why we watch. Uh, we, we sit through 90 minutes of all that so we can get to the highlight of the show. When Lee picks that winning team and he, right before he puts over that, uh, that, that winning mascot that he's choosing uh, for the game of the day. Um, it, it, it's part of Americana. I mean, it's, it's literally what the crowd shows up for. Um, it might be time to make a change. Following the, uh, you know, so if, if anybody who's been watching game day for these last few years, um, you wouldn't be honest with yourself if you wouldn't say that uh, Corso has been declining physically as well as cognitively. And as a result, so has, has his role on the show. Um, but following the most recent uh, ESPN Game Day tele, uh, telecast on Saturday. Um, I think it's time for change, and it's time to make Lee Corso more comfortable uh, during the show.
not just for the fans, but I think for himself. Um, it, you know, it's hard for me to to ask for this change, as I mentioned. He is he's a part of college football. You 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 hate to see someone go out like this, um, especially when you respect someone the way you do. I guess the best analogy I can make for this, um, and I. There comes a time where a coach has to recognize that a player doesn't have it anymore and he has to take him out of the game or just out and out replace them, period, so that he can't play anymore. I think it's come to the point now where Kirk Herbstreet or somebody has to, in the most gentle way possible, and where everybody can stand up and give a standing ovation walk Lee Corso off the set or put him in a role sitting in a room in that rocking chair with that big smile and all those mascot heads above him on his trophy wall. Let that be his role. Pick the trophy head, put it on. But I'm hesitant to put him in a position where he needs to try and have a segment to himself. Um, I think we're, we're past that. And I'm hoping some changes are made with that. So uh, I know that was a little heavy, but again, I wanted to really enjoy my first weekend of college football. And I did, don't get me wrong, but it was a rough start. Um, and I just, let's just hope that if Lee is part of the game day show for the rest of the season, that some adjustments are made. I think it's necessary. Um, so, something else that's really necessary. This is a word I want to talk to you from uh, about. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. This is a word from the National Highway Tra Traffic Safety Administration. Uh, sorry for the giggle. However, uh, are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst thing that can happen? You can end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. <clears throat> All right, so let's talk about um, USC. Why not, right? They play a game in five days. Um, concerns, are there any? I think there's always going to be concerns throughout the year, and it's always going to come back to my primary concern, which is depth. And depth along the offensive line could be a concern if my sources are accurate. And I have zero reason to doubt their accuracy. Um, two players, as of right now, I'm recording this on a Sunday evening, so you can be watching this Monday or listening to this Monday morning. First listen, because you get me and locked on USC five days a week. Um, there are two players who are a part of the two deep on the offensive line uh, who are currently dealing with an injury. 
<coughs> pardon me. I am not going to announce any names. Um, it's not necessary. If the coach wanted the names out there, he would have he would have made it a uh, public knowledge. Um, and I'm going to update the situation um, after the team practices on Tuesday when I can see this with my own eyes. Uh, both this past Friday and Saturday, uh, ses practice sessions were closed to the media, as is their practice on Monday. Uh, the team's off on Sunday. Yes, they do get one day off a week. Even though uh, Lincoln Riley will tell you, being a U football player at USC, you don't clock in from 9 to 5. It's, it's a 24-hour day job. But that's not just about football. It's about accountability. It's about going to class, being on time for meetings, team meals, etc. Just want to clarify that. It's not just football 24-7. Although that is, let's be honest, that's why they're at USC. Um, but they will they are a student athlete. Maybe a name only, but they are a student athlete. Um a couple other things on the team. So I real quickly, um, nothing let's not start biting our fingernails and, and, and say, oh, oh, here we go. The injuries were reported. Um, I'm not going to talk about what they are. I want to see with my own eyes. And then once I can make confirmation, I'll come back and uh, give you a, an update. But until then, I, I did want to put it out there that they are dealing with some injury concerns. And it's so much, it's on both sides of the ball. Um, it was reported on WeRSC.com by our own Scott Schrader, whose source told him that Max Williams will be starting at free safety when USC kicks off against Rice in five days. Now, I wasn't sure if maybe that was a typo when I read that on the on the message board. So I called up Scott and I said, hey, is that a typo? Uh, essentially, what this comes down to is defense coordinator Alex Grinch. He wants his best guys on the field at that safety position. And Xavier Alford, who is your strong safety, uh, presumably your starting strong safety, has been dealing with an injury. So that tells us, tells me, that he's still dealing with an injury. Um, he's been out the last couple of weeks on Rehab Island. So if Max Williams is back there at free safety, uh, I'm going to assume that means Kalen Bullock is moving up to strong safety and Jalen will um, Jalen <laughs> Smith, excuse me, will be your nickelback when uh, when they run out there for that first game. And I got no problem with that. That's a that's a strong trio of safeties to, to run out there, but it does start to affect uh, the depth a little bit. So you can see the domino effect. What happens? Um, Monday night. Oh, uh, and something else I can tell you. Team captains have been selected. And when they're announced, I think the uh, the fan base is going to approve. It's not my place to mention their names, um, but I will add some context to this after they've been announced. I did learn something new recently, uh, how, the, how these captains were selected compared to, and I'm just going to say last year. Um, and leave it there. There's a there's, there's a little tease. Remind me uh, to remind you guys uh, about this in case it slips my mind over the next one or two episodes. I'll try not to. Um, 
Monday night, and maybe we'll find out uh, on Monday night. Uh, Lincoln Riley, he's going to be joining the Trojans live radio show. Um, so I'm wondering at that point if he's going to make that announcement. And maybe he'll even let us know what the depth chart is. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's necessary. I, then again, you know, what are you really giving away to the opposition? Um, you get such a unique new roster. Uh, the opposition shouldn't know what to expect. I mean, they know Lincoln Riley's play calling tendencies, but uh, let's let's give the fans something to chew on uh, for these next few days until they show up at the uh, Coliseum on Saturday. By the way, check the weather forecast. It's going to be a hot one. Saturday, uh, as of today, it says 96 degrees at kickoff time. It's a 3 p.m. kickoff. Labor Day weekend, it's always warm in L.A., so... I think Trojan fans are uh, anticipating it. Um, but there you go. 96 degrees. Um, so, like I said, we'll find out uh, how that depth depth uh, department looks on Tuesday uh, on both sides of the ball when I'm, when I'm able to get there and watch practice. At least see the guys coming and going from, um, from the case center to the practice field and when they're doing their uh, skip and stretch session, whoever's on Rehab Island. I'll have to assume that if you're not ready to practice on Tuesday, you're probably going to be resting up on Saturdays too, right next to uh, the strength and conditioning staff. You might be in uniform, but I can't see applying. All right, so are USC fans ready for the most dynamic offense since... Matt Leinart was the quarterback, and Thunder and Lightning were going crazy in the uh, in the USC backfield. I watched most of that Hawaii versus Vanderbilt game on Saturday, um, and while the Vandy quarterback uh, Mike White is no Caleb Williams, uh, he's good, and he plays with the same type of style that Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams plays with. Uh, he can use his legs and his arm uh, to beat a defense. So, um, it, this is going to be interesting. You know, Trojans have had some great quarterbacks over the years, including a couple of Heisman Trophy winners, uh, Matt Leinart Matt and Carson Palmer before him. But they've never had someone with the abilities of a Caleb Williams. Uh, Rodney Pete and Carson Palmer both were great athletes, uh, but they were considered pocket passers for the most part who escaped when they had to. I, I think some of you will remember Carson Palmer um, doing his thing against UCLA and Notre Dame uh, to end the to end the 2002 season. Those were uh, some a couple of Heisman moments. One had him uh, helicoptering into the end zone, showing off his ability to take off and run. Um, but that wasn't what the coaching staff wanted from those guys. They wanted those guys standing big and tall in the pocket. The difference is um, Caleb Williams is going to have design plays where he is the primary ball carrier. You know, kind of think of him, you know, Caleb Williams isn't as big as Carson Palmer. Um, think or 
a Cam Newton. So think more Mike Vick in size of in terms of size, uh, and this in terms of style of play. Everyone thought USC had their first Caleb Williams when Jason Thomas, there's a name from the past, signed with USC um, back in the day. I think it was 1998, right around there, 97, 98. Paul Hackett was the head coach. Uh, when he came out of Dominguez High School in Compton, uh, in fact, he was Cam Newton before Cam Newton. Six foot four, 220, 225 pounds. Jason Thomas was a dual sport athlete, a really good one. Um, as I said, six foot four, 220 pounds. He played on the same high school basketball team that had Tayshawn Prince and Kenny Bruner. Uh, Tayshawn Prince played at Kentucky and then went on to have a prolific NBA career with the Detroit Pistons. Kenny Bruner, if I remember correctly off the top of my head, ended up at Fresno State. Um, I, I think. I didn't do my research on this. Nevertheless, uh, very good basketball player. Very good team, that Dominguez team. <laughs> um, Jason Thomas enrolled at USC. And he never played basketball at USC. He wanted to be, he wanted to play quarterback at USC. And that experiment really never worked out the way anyone wanted. Um, he eventually transferred to UNLV and he did have a really solid year as UNLV's quarterback. Um, he transferred in 1999 by 2002, Carson Palmer, everyone knows he was holding up the Heisman trophy and us. He was tossing oranges, uh, as the victor in the Orange Bowl over Iowa. And that was the beginning of uh, the Pete Carroll dynasty. Uh, so the Trojans, you know, the, again, now the Trojans have a chance to, um, to kind of go back to what I think people had the plans for back then. Uh, you had a, uh, an athlete that at quarterback that USC had never seen before not in the mold of a Jason Thomas. The game has changed dramatically in 20 years. It is a offensive friendly game. It's built around the quarterback and it's built to protect the quarterback. Going back to that prolific offense that Matt Leiner, Reggie Bush, Lindell White, that 2005 offense was prolific. Um, they averaged just under 580 yards per game. They just averaged under 50 points per game. They scored 87 touchdowns in that season. So can this edition um, be anywhere close to that? Look, you've got no question at quarterback. You have zero question at wide receiver, at running back. As long as that offensive line can maintain their health, they return a lot of experience across the board. Um, so, and you've got, you, you have Lincoln Riley calling the offense. Probably the greatest offensive mind at USC since Norm Chow, Lane Kiffin. Um, you, you say Norm Chow because he, he has so much skin in the game. But Lane Kiffin is known as a as a savant as well. Um, 
very offensive minded, but Lincoln Riley is next level. There's a reason why uh, USC went from 45, their odds of winning the national championship at 45 to 1. They jumped all the way down to 25 to 1 right now with question marks on this team. That's the amount of uh, respect that uh, at least the odds makers have for Lincoln Riley and the way he can call a game. <clears throat> so, um, you know, if, if this offense can be anywhere close to that 2005 offense, man, um, could be an exciting year for USC and, and for their, for her fans. One question um, that won't be listed here, and uh, I, I guess we should talk about, is with all the new players that came in and having a a quality uh, play caller in Lincoln Riley, is how well is everybody going to come together? Talk, you know, we we talked about it. The most unique roster put together. Um, the, the players and the coaches have been very consistent, saying that uh, throughout spring, summer, and fall, they, their camaraderie has been great. It's come, it's been easy for the team to bond. Um, but we'll see what happens when when the games are actually starting, when when the pressure is on. Uh, we'll, we'll see how strong that offense is right from the get go. You know. We know they're going to score a lot of points. The question is, how many is USC? How many points is USC going to score this year? And will it be enough until the defense becomes something that they can rely on? As Lincoln Riley said last week, and we talked about it, you need an elite defense to win a championship. I don't know if USC is going to have an elite defense in 2022. They need to have a serviceable defense. Because that offense with Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley and the pieces he has to work with it at USC. It could be a flashback to the to that 2005 team. Will they score 87 touchdowns? Will they average, what was it, 580 yards and 50 points a game? Probably not. Can they average 45 points a game? Probably. And they're probably going to have to. So, that's, uh, there you go. First first show of the week. I was at we count down to kick off. Man, Locked on USC. Make it your first listen. Your first listen. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode. When you're done here, make sure you're heading on over to wrsc.com. Because what I can't give you in 30 minutes or less, you're going to want to check up and get a piece of over there. There might be some recruiting news. Go check it out. Until then, everyone, fight on.